0: Welcome to Red Rank Podcast. I'm your host, The Crow Show. So, we've got a lot to talk about today. I'm just going to cover some of these topics here. Going to give you an update on my life uh, Is Dead by Daylight in Trouble? Going to give you my thoughts on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game and some thoughts on the future of the podcast. Let's get into it. All right, as promised, I just wanted to give you a quick update on my personal life, my health, the thing that's been preventing me from recording podcasts in the last three and a half months. Uh, My foot uh, suffered a deep wound and it caused a lot of issues. You'd you'd be surprised at how much it hurts and how much of an inconvenience inconvenience it is when it comes to creating content. Anyway, my foot is getting there. It's almost... I don't want to say it's almost fully recovered, but it's it's in a lot better shape. Uh, But now, to complicate things, uh, I sprained my knee. So, and it's the same, it's on the same leg where my foot was injured. So, my right knee, my right foot, really rough shape right now. But uh, hopefully, brighter days are coming, and uh, I'm excited. I, I really want to get back into content creation the way I'm used to. You know, posting podcasts regularly, uh, also streaming two, three times a week and posting videos on YouTube and TikTok. But right now I just have to focus on my health and focus on getting fully recovered. And I want to thank anybody who's encouraged me because I still do play Dead by Daylight or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And every now and again, I do run into people who are like, hey, I listen to your podcast. Uh, I appreciate it. And <laughs> it's always nice to hear. That people are listening. So, yeah, if you have anything nice to say, please fire them my way. Because uh, you know, confidence is pretty low in terms of you know where I'm at with content creation. It, if you're a content creator, you know where I'm coming from. You take any amount of time off, you lose your audience, you lose subscribers, followers. Basically, all of your measurable stats go take a huge nosedive, and that's just the way it is. You know, I, I don't blame anyone. I'm not upset with anyone but myself, <laughs> uh, but you know what? I'm starting to feel better, and fingers crossed I can get back to, to, to things the way I used to. And uh, if anything, I'm excited for building right from ground zero, just right from scratch, because that's essentially where I'm starting from. When I do get back to streaming, I don't know what kind of numbers to expect in terms of uh, people, viewership, subscribers, all that stuff you know what? I'm not really too concerned. Um, I'll let the chips fall where they may. And, uh, really hope that I can bring back some familiar faces and maybe some new people. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited for the future though. Um, I think I will be taking myself away from the game of dead by daylight in a sense. Like, I just can't see myself only streaming DVD only creating content for DVD. Um, i've really enjoyed doing this podcast like if if i could make the choice i would just podcast and that's it i would have people on my podcast every week i would do interviews each week i'd post them every week i'd do shows like this where it's just me talking if i could just do that i'd be happy (laughs) but uh it's it's proven uh difficult to match up with people's schedules um and I did. I do have a, a goal and dream of doing this podcast live on Twitch, where I interview people live, and we have some interactive elements. And uh, just trying to get that trying to get that interest up has been really tough. I've posted tweets asking if anybody's interested, and I got I got nothing. So maybe I got to start knocking on some doors. <laughs> but anyway, it's a little bit of the update. What's going on in my life these days? Uh let's get into the next topic. Is Dead by Daylight in trouble? Uh I, I don't think it is. <laughs> it's in a really weird spot though. I've been noticing on Twitter and on Twitch, uh YouTube especially, a lot of people talking about taking time away from Dead by Daylight. People even saying that they don't want to stream it anymore or create content for it anymore. I don't blame them. You know, the game's been out for seven years now, and um, some people have been there from day one. Some people have been there for a few years, and it doesn't matter, like, well, it does matter how long you've been creating content for DVD, but in the sense that, like, if you've been doing it for a year or two and you're tired of it, I don't blame you. If you've been doing it for more than that, wow, how are you still doing it? I have so much respect for you. The game is stale. Let's just say it the way it is. It's very stale. The Skull Merchant, the Knight, Singularity. And from what I can tell, even in the Alien chapter, the last four chapters have kind of been a flop. And that breaks my heart. You know, I I do I do love Dead by Daylight, but it's been really boring to play lately. And I put a lot of that blame on the community. Um there's only so much the devs can do. And some of you may be familiar that um, I used to be an online film critic for for many years. Even have a movie podcast called uh, The Green Screen of Death, which I really want to get another episode recorded really soon. Um, But what I would always say when it comes to talking about films is, director or filmmaker intent is one thing, but once you put that piece of art onto the world. Like it's, it's no longer theirs. It becomes kind of owned by the people who consume it. So, you know, like I'm trying to think of a a recent example, the blue beetle, let's just say the blue beetle, (coughs) maybe the filmmaker had some intentions for their art, uh, but ultimately the fans decide whether they get to make more and how they interpret it. And, you know, I, I think the same can be said for game development. You know, Dead by Daylight, I don't know if the player base will ever really fully understand how competitive the devs want the game to be, because asymmetrical games by design are not meant to be 50-50 balanced. One side will usually have an advantage. For Dead by Daylight, that can take many factors. Are the survivors running made for this? Are they on comms with uh, For the People and Flip Flop? Um, is it an M one killer with no chase mechanics playing against people? Four people have made for this. Is it a killer with very dull and boring mechanics that lead to unfun chases and unfun gameplay? <laughs> I'm looking at you, the night and skull merchant. Um, and recently it seems like, I, I don't want to say recently. I would, I would say within what, since the Wesker chapter after the Wesker chapter, dead by daylight devs seem to be creating killers that are like anti loop and uh don't really have a lot of really fun chase mechanics like if, if you think about killers with fun chase mechanics i would say you know billy blight even though blight has really powerful add-ons uh playing a blight can be super fun it doesn't happen often but when it does that's very satisfying um I can't think of any other killers that that have fun chase mechanics. Personally, I find it fun to play against a Wraith, only because I'm a Wraith main, so I kind of know how to counter the Wraith, but there's a lot of people who feel otherwise. don't have a lot of fun playing against Wraith. More recently, the Xenomorph came out, and the Xenomorph is incredibly powerful, and it's actually super bugged. <laughs> I ran into... A bug, a glitch, whatever you want to call it, uh, where I used my tail whip attack on a Gabriel, and uh, just mom there, there was no there was no slowdown between attacks. I hit Gabriel; he got his little speed boost, and my hit recovery was almost non-existent. I just kept chasing him at 115 speed. Uh, that's 115 percent speed. So if survivors run at 100 percent, Xenomorph runs 15 percent faster. That's what content creators mean when they say 115 so yeah that chase was over super fast and the thing is like i guess the the whip attack is is bugged it's not meant to have little to no cooldown now they it was in the patch notes where missed attacks um the hit recovery the the missed attack recovery is actually really fast there's basically no penalty for missing so People who are running Xenomorph right now can just keep attacking super fast with the Tail Whip with little to no penalty. Like, uh, even if a survivor dodges it, it's not enough time for them to make it to the next tile. (laughs) They basically just have to stay where they are, and hopefully they can vault through a window uh, or just keep running around a pallet and just hope for the best. I've played against Xenomorph a few times, and it wasn't very fun. It was just very frustrating. So yeah, Dead by Daylight, I would say in the last couple of years, each chapter has been a flop, and uh, I think the community is getting really tired of it. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre has been out for just over three weeks, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was actually beating Dead by Daylight with Twitch viewership for, for basically three weeks. That's unheard of. I posted about this on Twitter and received a lot of backlash from the community. Of course, uh, people are very passionate about Dead by Daylight. They really want to protect the game that they play so loyally. And uh, yeah, I, you know, I tip my hat to you, but people got really upset with me for pointing out that Texas Chainsaw Massacre was putting up big numbers. And they're like, well, of course it's putting up bigger numbers. It's the new game. Everybody wants to play the new game. Where was that argument when Ghostbusters came out or Video Horror Society, Evil Dead, the game, uh, HSH2? All of those asymmetrical horror games had a lot of hype building up to their release. None of them could beat uh, Dead by Daylight for viewership. Like, I think Evil Dead, maybe the first day or two, uh, Back for Blood did have more viewers the first day or two, but. Those two games had sponsored streams. So you had people like I think Back for Blood had like shroud and a whole bunch of other, you know, massive content creators streaming those games. <laughs> I think um, Back for Blood, I think it was on Game Pass. It did, did Microsoft back that had a lot of money behind it and that game flopped and I believe support for that game has gone away and it's just essentially a dead game. Evil Dead the game You know, it's a very, very big horror franchise, has a built-in player base. Uh, First Air 2 had tons of viewers, and then it just completely fell off a cliff. And uh, Video Horror Society was just a mess of a game. And uh, if you want to Google our YouTube search, uh, Video Horror Society, uh, my friend LilyPie101 released a really good video with some insight on why the game failed and some of the Really unfortunate things that happened during the development and release of that game. I didn't follow it too closely. I, I played the game a couple of times, but just wasn't that fun. And the viewership for Video Horror Society was just never was never there. So yeah, the thing is, these games I just mentioned, none of them could touch Dead by Daylight in terms of viewership, even after a few days after their release. But Texas Chainsaw Massacre, three weeks in. Was still putting up bigger numbers than Dead by Daylight. Of course, it would fluctuate. You know, it depends on whether Aunt's is playing or, you know, certain content creators, but some content creators like Aaron and uh, Angry Pug have been streaming and uh, um, True Talent. They've been streaming Texas Chainsaw Massacre consistently since its release. Um, my friend Lily pie has been streaming it every day since release. And, um, you know, creators like that do boost the numbers, and that's that's what you want to see. I, I think in a perfect world, it would be nice for people to have the choice to stream either Dead by Daylight or Texas Chainsaw Massacre or do the t- you know, half and half combination of the two. But right now, it's just not a fun game to play, Dead by Daylight. But Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a blast. Sure, it has some bugs. It has some exploits. I'm looking at you, sissy. But yeah, we're only three weeks in the development team uh, at gun media seems really, um, they seem to be really behind the game. They've got their ear close to the ground. They're constantly communicating with the community and talking about bug fixes that are on the way, things that they're actively looking into. Uh, So you love to see really good communication like that. And uh, in that respect, it's been a really nice breath of fresh air because if you look at, say, Dead by Daylight's recent Reddit Q and A, it's a joke. They were basically they would people would ask questions and they'd say, "Yeah, we're yeah, maybe in the future, you never know, we'll see," and that was their answer for a lot of the questions. And it's just it's it's such a bummer to read that, you know, like so many of us have put so many hours. So much money into this game. And if you're listening to me right now, going, Crow, they're they're two different games. Why are you comparing the two? I'm comparing the two because they do share the same audience. And basically every Dead by Daylight content creator has at least dipped their toes into Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And more than three weeks in, it's still holding a very solid viewership on Twitch. A lot of people are really quick to show me the Steam charts that show 40,000 people on Steam playing DVD versus 8,000 people playing Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Steam. Now, those are interesting numbers, of course. I, I have used Steam charts quite a bit to help support any uh, arguments I've had for whether Dead by Daylight's dying, whether it's thriving, whether it's just staying afloat. But there has been a really big push on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, So we don't know the full player base um, numbers. And I don't know if we ever will. But Texas Chainsaw Massacre is available with Xbox Game Pass, which is available to console players and PC players. And with the release of Starfield recently, I think a lot of people are probably signing up for Xbox Game Pass. Guilty as charged. and i I don't think it's outrageous to think that a big part of the texas chainsaw massacre community probably plays through game pass and that's a good thing we want people playing this game and so far i haven't had any issues finding lobbies i've been able to jump into games pretty quickly sometimes getting people to hit ready can be a challenge but it's been a lot of fun uh it's been an absolute blast um I play mostly victim because I'm a solo queue gamer, and uh, if you're playing family, communication is kind of essential if you want to quote-unquote win. When I say quote-unquote win, that's, you know, eliminate all of the victims. Some people don't want to do that. Some people just want to mess around and get in chases and try to take down the Leland who's tackling them and stabbing them and slamming doors on them (laughs) I know that I spent one game chasing a Leland with Leatherface and it is Leatherface because he is not known as Bubba Sawyer until the second movie I believe and Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a license for the first movie but anyway I did spend one game as Leatherface chasing a Leland, which he was crawling through tiny little cracks and jumping over ob- obstacles while stabbing me and slamming doors on me. And uh, for me, that was fun trying to get him. I didn't get him; somebody else did later on. <laughs> but uh, to me, that was fun. Other victims escaped, and it didn't. I didn't feel upset about it. I was like, "Oh, cool, good for them," you know. And I haven't been able to stream a lot recently, but the thing is, during any of my Texas Chainsaw Massacre games, not once did I have somebody come into my stream being like, hey, you're the so-and-so, F you, buddy. Didn't happen a single time. And in the streams I've watched, I don't think I've seen that. I've I've been watching Aaron, Angry Pug, Lily, um, Scott, and Patrick when they were streaming it more regularly. I don't think I ever saw a single person come into somebody else's stream being like, hey, you're toxic, you're rude, I hate you, and dropping slurs and other nasty words that uh, people use. Now, Texas Chainsaw Massacre does have uh, voice comms, and I've run into a couple of people who are very rude saying words they shouldn't be saying, you know, it's that whole old school call of duty lobby you know you wouldn't have survived those well ask those bros there for their pronouns and see how they react and we'll, we'll we'll have a conversation then but um yeah the nice thing is you can mute mute comms you can mute players you can just completely turn off voice comms if you like but uh you know i'm excited for the future of the texas chainsaw massacre um will it have stain power time will tell and uh, I'm excited I'm ex you know I've played let me check I can check really quickly because I'm a professional content creator professional podcaster I should have written this down how many hours I've played I, I think I've played around like 50 I want to say 50 hours maybe 40 hang on a second okay so I've played 59 point seven hours of this game and I'm still loving it. I'm still having a really good time um I get a tiny bit frustrated when rounds are short, but you know what? Getting to another lobby is not that problem. Not, not a big deal. So I can just move on to the next one. Um, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the grind. I'm enjoying leveling multiple characters. And uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I really hope the community stays rallied behind Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I hope the content creators who are toughing it out with tcm uh, i really hope they continue to do so and i want to wish them all the best in the future because i know how tough it is to switch to another game uh, especially when it comes to dead by daylight i should get the clip ready but there was a, a big content creator i'm not going to name names without the actual clip but there was one content creator who was like i can't play any other game because none of you will show up if i play anything else they were like, if I wanted to play Baldur's Gate, none of you would show up. So I'm stuck playing Dead by Daylight. <laughs> and uh, that really sucks, man. I, I wish that wasn't the case, but that's the way it is. Uh, it's, it, 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 and it's like that for big content creators and small content creators as well. And I'm, I, I do fall in the latter um, category. And through this podcast and through TikTok and YouTube and all that fun stuff, I'm working on trying to break out of that. Um, but yeah, I, I I am an observer of Twitch and YouTube and TikTok. I can identify trends, and yeah, I definitely do notice when people step away from Dead by Daylight, their numbers tank. Um, but that's what I'm looking to get into. I'm looking to get into more variety once I get back to content creation. Once I can get back to streaming two, three times a week, I'd love to be able to stream the new Spider-Man game when that comes out. Uh, no Man's Sky, which is a game I've been loving lately. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And of course, DVD until I get really frustrated and want to switch to something else. uh uh-huh. I can't think of anything else off the top of my head that I'd like to stream, but I would definitely like to mix it up and uh, see what else is out there. And like I said, if I could, I would just podcast. If that was, if that were an option for me, just posting episodes, recording live episodes, getting enough people interested to be on my podcast. Uh, That's the dream. Um, When it comes to the live recordings, what I'd like to do is get people, preferably people who have been on my podcast already, so we have a level of familiarity, um, and also people with cameras. Um, there are a lot of people in the, especially in the Dead by Daylight space, who stream create content without a camera, and that's fine. You know, I'm not here to say you're less than or greater than, but. When it comes to podcasting, I really want to be able to share clips and show the two of us talking. Myself, I haven't streamed with a camera in two or three months. Um, that'll hopefully change really soon once I get my setup uh, back in order and once I start feeling better with my, my health and uh, just being in front of a camera again. But uh, for the podcast, with the exception of this episode, of course, uh, I do enjoy... Recording with cameras, and uh, I think it just leads to more engaging content. And when I can show a screenshot of myself with somebody like Field Agent Reaper or Jocko or Slushy or Lily, um, I think it's just more inviting. I I, I just I love that aspect. Um, but anyway, I think that's about all I have for you today. A um, lot of things going on. A lot of things in the background. I am constantly talking with people, trying to get people on the podcast. Uh, but like I said, it, it can be a challenge because of time zones, schedules, uh, life, my health, especially lately. Um, just a lot of factors in there. But if you haven't listened to all of the interviews, I do encourage you to go go in the in the past, and uh, I've recorded some recent ones with. Um, the corkade and all that jazz, for example, two amazing content creators who I think are on the rise. And uh, if you're not familiar with them, please check out their their episodes. Some really fantastic conversation with two people who are new friends of mine through this wonderful content creation space. Uh, But again, I do want to thank anybody who's listened to the podcast. If you've given me feedback, uh, if you haven't, please do so uh, you can rate the podcast on Spotify, Apple podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts that helps me with the almighty algorithm. And I'd really appreciate that. Um, so until next time, thank you very much for listening and I'll talk with you next time.